We've had a re- we've had a record breaking year in 2021. You know, we, we 2021 saw startups in Africa raise 4.3 billion dollars. You know, more than 2018, 19, and 20 combined. So it's a very exciting time right now in the in the tech space and in the VC space in Africa. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley, in partnership with Leumitech, sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, Opus Labs, Synergy Global, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, Birthright Excel, Serona Partners, and in media partnership with CTEC. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Today we're in Africa talking to Adesua Rhodes, founding partner and CEO of Rua Capital Management, one of the few women-owned and led private equity funds in Africa. She's leading investment professional and CEO with over 13 years of experience in investment banking and private equity and developed in emerging markets across a number of sectors, including healthcare, financial services, technology, and consumer goods. Adesua is an entrepreneur, CEO, mother, investor, and women's empowerment advocate. She's one of the youngest female private equity fund managers running her own fund in Africa, having launched her fund at 29 years old. Adesua Okunbo Rhodes, thank you so much for joining me all the way from Nigeria to 20 Minute Leaders. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. It is, it is an honor to have you here. Adesua, you're, you're leading such an incredible journey. Uh, you're you're solving some incredible problems, and you're you're working on some fascinating topics in your day to day. And I'm so honored to have you here to share with me your journey and your perspective and insights and work in these 20 minutes. And um, in in really short, uh, one of the most interesting things I have to say is the fact that you worked in Lehman Brothers until August of 2008. Uh, I don't know if you if you were a prophet and, and saw what was going to happen a few months later, but that's <laughs> fascinating. Uh, no, but you know, different jobs in investment banking and amazing positions in places like JP Morgan and Syntaxis Capital as a partner, and then holding several board of director positions, but now most notably the founding partner and CEO of Arua Capital Management. And they're really making a really big impact on Africa and the African ecosystem as a whole. Adesua, how do you define yourself? How do you define your career? Yeah, so I would say that... Um my career has been one of, um, I would say, persistence. Um, there's been a lot of, um, uh, I would say, challenges being a young African Black woman uh, trying to raise capital in a private equity ecosystem that's dominated by white men. No offense. Um, but uh, but yeah, I would say my, my, my career has really been one of persistence, one of growth, uh, one of different seasons. Uh, and I'm very, very happy to be where I am now, where I'm, you know, f- you know, being able to fulfill, you know, the dream and my dream of being able to use my platform to help close gender, fi- you know, gender funding gaps on the continent. So, so yeah, it's been, you know, I've 13 years of experience uh, in investment banking and private equity, as you mentioned, some of those names, Lehman Brothers, JP Morgan but really got excited to spin out of my previous fund and and start my own private equity fund where we're intentionally investing in businesses that are either founded and led by women or businesses that are providing essential goods and services to women because we see that as such as an untapped 
uh, opportunity. You know, as a woman allocating capital, I'm best placed, I believe, to invest in the best businesses that are producing solutions to problems that I understand as a woman and as, as an end user. Uh, it's a $15 trillion female economy. Women are making 80% of consumer spending decisions. Wow. So, you know, there's so much limited competition in that space because historically men are the ones allocating capital. You know, I, I read a statistic that said that white men are controlling 98.7% of the $69 trillion under management. So uh, it, 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 we live in a world where only 1.3% is being managed by women and minorities, which is obviously a huge problem, but I see that as a huge arbitrage opportunity, right? So we could invest in their blind spots and and have a very competitive advantage to enhance returns for our investors. So yeah, very excited about what we're doing with the rural capital and you know happy to talk more on 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 the gaps that we see in the market. Well well take me back to the founding of a rural capital you know, two years and seven months ago or three years ago, you're, you're standing there and what, what, what is sort of the vision that you have or what, what, is the, what, what is the catalyst that is bringing you to do this? Yeah, sure. It's really because, you know, I struggle to fundraise, you know, I struggle to fundraise um, from institutional investors. So uh, I always say, if you can't see it and you can't be it. So I couldn't see people like me um, you know, uh, getting capital and, and allocating capital. So I said, well, if I can't see people like me, it's going to be very, very hard for these institutions to invest in me. So with the rural capital, it was really born out of a frustration at the system, but also a big onus to be the change that I want to see by using Arua as a case study uh, and to really showcase that this is what can happen when women are empowered as capital allocators you know, there is a triple bottom line effect because there is an, we have a natural competitive advantage to enhance returns because as you invest in women, we're two times more likely to invest in female founders. We're, we're, we're more likely to improve gender diversity in our, in, our, in our portfolio companies. And now there's so much research out there that shows that gender diversity helps to improve performance, helps to enhance returns, helps to reduce risk. So we're really, really excited to just showcase that through that natural trickle-down effect of having women as capital allocators, uh, there is an enhancement of return. But also, if you care about social impact, women invest in everyone else. Women are reinvesting 90% of their income into healthcare or education. So there is so much poverty, uh, there's so much uh, 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 poverty alleviation that can be had through this strategy because we're investing in basic healthcare and education for our families. There is multiplier effect in terms of job creation. So there's a real triple bottom line effect with our strategy in terms of uh, enhanced return, social impact, and, and gender equality. So we're very, very excited about that. So yeah, that's my vision is I want other women to be able to point to Arua, see the successes that we've had, and not go through the same six-year fundraising journey and challenges that I've had to go through because they would have, you know, someone else that's making the business case for women. If you're taking me 30,000 feet in the air into the landscape of Nigeria, Ghana, maybe Africa in general, what, what are we observing today on, on a general, you know, tech investment side, but, but then more specifically about the gender gap? Yeah, you know, we've had a we've had a record-breaking year in 2021. You know, we, we 2021 saw startups in Africa raise 4.3 billion dollars, you know, more than 
2018, 19, and 20 combined. So it's a very exciting time right now in the in the tech space and in the VC space in Africa. But when you drill deeper into those numbers, the reason funds like Aurora exist is exactly this. Less than 1% of that capital that was raised is going to female founders. Um, single male founders have raised over 100 times more than female founders on the continent. And the reason that we have those disparities is we don't have enough women allocating capital. If we have more women allocating capital, if we have more women in investment decision-making roles, then we'll be able to be we'll be able to see you know female founders have a larger portion of that pie. Um, so you know from a th- you know thirty thousand feet up, the numbers look great. The tech sector is burgeoning, but we're not seeing women women well represented in those numbers. We're also not seeing a lot of local uh, investors being represented in those numbers. We're seeing a lot of foreign investors coming in to, you know, take up these rounds. So, you know, we're having a few challenges, I would say, in the ecosystem. Uh, But, you know, we're we're excited that, you know, we're finally able to showcase the untapped potential that Africa represents. And I think the whole world is waking up to that now. And so as your participating actively as an as an investor and as a board member wh- how are you shifting the mentality both of the founders that you're working with as well as those that that you're meeting on a regular basis for investment opportunities what what sort of persona are you bringing into this as, as a part of trying to help bridge the gap of the the gender gap here yeah so it's really one that you know we have to make sure that it's commercial uh, we make it very, very clear that we're not doing this for charity. This is not to tick a box. This is not a feel-good thing. Uh, you know, I'm a capitalist and an investment banker at heart. Uh, and, you know, we make sure that it's a commercial discussion. You know, we think gender diversity will improve the profitability of your business. It's going to it's going to improve your bottom line. So we make it very, very clear that, you know, as we think about gender diversity on the board at the board level, as we think about it in your workforce, as we think about it in your supply chain, as we think about it in your senior management team, we're doing this because we strongly believe that will bring value. It's not something that we're doing for charity. Um, and, you know, the numbers prove it in everywhere else in the world. Uh, and it's really just making sure that we can showcase that for Africa as well. Um, you know, uh, BCG uh, have 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 research on this. You know, they 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 said for every dollar that's invested in a startup, female founded startups are generating two point five x more than male founded really? startups. Yes. Uh, so there's so much wow. statistics on this in other parts of the world. We just need to be able to showcase what's also possible in Africa, where Africa is a region that has the highest rate of female entrepreneurship in the world. Actually, uh, one in. Yes, one in four women are managing or starting businesses on the continent. Wow. Uh, four times, four times more than in Europe. So when you have that level of female entrepreneurship, and then I tell you that less than one percent of the four point three billion being raised has gone to female founders, you can see that there is a dislocation there. Uh, but we see it as a huge arbitrage opportunity because you know we're one of the very few uh, women-owned funds uh, locally on the ground that are investing in this space. Unbelievable. How do you explain the fact that one in four women in Africa are, are business owners or starting their businesses and that on, on average, a, a female entrepreneur returns 2.5x male entrepreneur? <laughs> yeah, you know, we, you know these, these disparities are there. And I think that they're there because there is unconscious bias in the system 
you know, where we don't have women in those investment decision-making rooms. You know, you have a woman asking for capital in front of five men, um, you know, (laughs) there's just not that, uh, there's just not that gender balance in the investment decision-making. So, so I think there's unconscious bias in the system and that can only be, um, you know, alleviated as we have more rural capitals and we have more women actually writing the checks. Going back to you a little bit and your own journey here, how do you see your journey moving forward? What is sort of your vision? Is it more in the, on, the, on the investment side, on, on, on the changing the landscape side? Are they maybe just the same mission intertwined in one? How, how do you see your own journey unfold moving forward? Yeah, I think I think you know that is really the mission is we want to we want to we want to have a dent in the financial ecosystem in Africa and be able to you know use our platform to change the system and be able to use our platform to be able to encourage institutional investors to invest in women as capital allocators um change the you know the 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 assumptions that you know if you're investing in women it's pink and soft and it's you know it's not commercial uh, you know, we want to be able to really have tangible stories that otherwise wouldn't have been told without our capital, where we can showcase that you can make money, you can have social impact, you can have tangible women economic empowerment outcomes, you can, you know, you can alleviate poverty, you can create jobs, you can achieve gender equality, you know, uh, all at the same time. Uh, that's really what we want to be able to showcase. And I think as we do that, we will have an impact in the financial ecosystem where investing in a woman as a fund manager, investing in a woman as entrepreneur will no longer be an exception to the rule, but will be the norm. That's really the vision that I have. I love it. Can you remember when this all started for you, specifically looking at the gender gap? Was there an aha moment that sort of led you there? Was it during investment banking or later? What made you so passionate about this? It was really just from lived experience, uh, and I think that's where well, you know, when you have, lived, yeah, yeah, when you have lived experience, you know, I was one of those female entrepreneurs. <laughs> um, so, so when you have lived experience, um, you know, it comes from the stomach, as the, as we say. <laughs> um, so, you know, I've been one of those female entrepreneurs, you know, trying to raise capital, and I, I, I know how how tough it is, how difficult it is. Um, so if I can play my own part in making it easier for other women to raise capital, um, then I think that I would have fulfilled, you know, some part of my purpose here on Earth. So obviously the, tra- the, the trajectory that you're taking is, is female first and you're, and you're really being intentional and deliberate about closing the gender gap from, from Arua's perspective. If we're looking now at the greater landscape of investors, and I'm in venture capital as well, and there's, you know, thousands of VCs around the world. What is something that VCs can do actively that would really move the needle here? Is it simply just saying, hey, everybody, focus more on, on, female, on, on female founded entrepreneurs, uh, female founded startups because they're there and they actually are, are often doing better? Is that just the solution or, or is there more education that needs to go into this market? Yeah, I, th- I think there is, I think it's, I think there is some education that needs to be had. Uh, I think it's, you know, not just investing in a female-founded startup based on, you know, wanting to check a tick box. You know, they have to 
because if we do that, then we do more harm to the to the system than if we, you know. Right. So it's making sure that you're investing in sustainable businesses, but being intentional. You know, when you're screening, a lot of the unconscious bias happens in the screening phase. Um, so when you're screening, just be intentional to just, you know, listen to the pitch. <laughs> um, you know, don't just, you know, don't just, you know, wash it off because it's two female founders coming to pitch you something. Uh, you so essentially what you're touching here is that there's this dramatic inconsistency when you're saying that that often females have a harder time getting getting funded, yet they're showing greater returns. This means that investors are doing a bad job. It's plain and simple. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're, 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 and, 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 and I think that the, you know, you say it as investors doing a bad job. I just think that there is an imbalance in the capital allocators. Uh, if, because we don't have, we, if we don't have gender balance in the people allocating capital, you're not going to have gender balance in the outcomes. Correct. Um, so, Correct. so I think that's where the issue is. But, you know, a lot can be done. Um, uh, and a lot can be done in terms of just being intentional when you're screening. Um, having more women on your investment decision, you know, in the investment committee and your investment professionals and men also just being more kind of open to um, to different, you know, founders, to different markets that maybe they don't understand. <laughs> um, you know, there, there's a lot that can be done. But yes, it's not it's I would I would stay away from just saying invest in every female startup that you see, female founded startup that you see. Because that would do more harm than good if some of them are not being invested on based on, you know, fundamental analysis of, you know, is this a good investment? Is this, is this a good investment? Because I think for us, we're very, very conscious that for this to be sustainable, for this to be scalable, we need to make money. Um, so, so I think that that's something that we're very, very conscious about as well. How do you work with your entrepreneurs once you invest in them? What kind of work do you do with them? you know, on, on a regular basis as, as a part of your role? Yeah, sure. So we're very hands-on. So we're a local investor. We're based in Lagos. We're investing in Nigeria. So we're hands-on. Uh, we make sure that as we invest, we're improving corporate governance, you know, sitting on the boards. We make sure that we're improving operational systems and processes, you know, you know, in the finance function, in accounting, in reporting, uh, we really are very intentional about institutionalizing the businesses that we invest in, because as we do that, they become very, very attractive uh, for other private equity funds to invest. But also it helps us monitor our risks effectively as well by making sure that we have uh, a finger on the pulse on the operations of the business. Um, so, yeah, we're 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 active, hands on uh, investors because we're local. We can be. You mentioned that you know the, your your idea for Arua started out as a catalyst of out of your own experience fundraising. What what is the biggest pain point or struggle that you see female leaders and female entrepreneurs having now as CEOs or as co-founders in companies once they're there, once they've made the investment and they're on to the next stage of of the company? What what are some of the biggest challenges that they then face that you're helping them also overcome? Um, interesting. I would say that maybe. Um, I think there is a gap uh, in in this, the next stage of capital that needs to be raised. Mm. Um, so I, I would say that you know they get their they get their um, we've invested in them, we've institutionalized them, and then it's now looking for that next round of capital. Uh, because again, we don't have the gender balance at every stage of the ecosystem in terms of the funds that are allocating. Um, you know, it's it's okay for Arua to be in this space, but then we don't have another Arua in 
the next phase. Right. <laughs> um, so, so I would say it's that there's a there's a scale up. There might be a scale up issue um, later in making sure that we have ge- the gender balance of capital allocators across each stage of the investing ecosystem. I love it. And that's why are you optimistic? I'm very optimistic. I'm very hopeful. Uh, you know, Africa is getting its 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 moment in the sun right now. Uh, there's, you know, everyone is excited about our VC uh, our VC scene, our tech scene. So I'm very very hope, hopeful that you know, as more investors start to see more unicorns emerge from the African continent, um, you know, we will we will have more funds. We'll have more ruas. Uh, we will have you know the gender balance that we seek in these startups. I'm very very hopeful. Uh, there, I think there is, we're, we're moving in the right direction for sure. And that's why thank you so much for these 20 minutes, but more importantly, thank you for all the great work that you're doing uh, to, to your country, to the continent, to the world. Uh, really, it's, uh, I think it's, that's really moving the needle and I, and I learned a lot in these 20 minutes. So thank you very much and stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you, thank you very much, Michael. Thanks for reaching out. It's been a pleasure. Thank Have you. a good rest of the week. Thank you. Thank you.